hello everyone. Hi, how are y'all doing? We are now back in Bolivia, as you can probably hear uh, the difference. Not really. Um, but yeah, we're back here in Bolivia. We've been back uh, just about three and a half weeks now, right? Yeah, we had to quarantine actually for 10 days. That That's started right. right before we um, were supposed to arrive in the country. It was kind of a loose quarantine. We knew that no one really was going to chase us up. I didn't even put my Bolivian phone in my SIM for all of quarantine, so they couldn't call me if they wanted to. Yeah, that, that was quite a clever tactic, cl- clever ploy on Amanda's part. Uh, typical of her, really, uh, mm-hmm. for any of you who, who know her well, unfortunately. I'm devious like that. She is. It, yeah. was, it was unintentional, and every time I left the house to do the necessary grocery shopping, which is what we let ourselves do during quarantine, I realized I was out and about with absolutely no way of contacting anyone or mm. anything for emergencies because I didn't have my Bolivian sim. Yeah, unintentional. We'll, uh, we'll be I, the judge of that. I promise. I promise. What is um, anyway, yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of settled in and I guess we'll talk a bit more about that later. Um, but, but we're going to continue in our series on sort of cultural differences, uh, as we've been doing in the last few episodes at the beginning. But before we do that, we just want to trail uh, a brief announcement. We uh, are going to do something a little bit different in the next couple of weeks. Um, if you've got a diary there or, or your phone or wherever you note these things, note the date of Monday the 7th of June, the first Monday in June, Monday the 7th of June. Why, Amanda? Yes, why? Why are we doing... No, this was doing? me asking you. Oh, what, what are we doing? We're calling it um, an online prayer meeting. Yeah, well, basically a Zoom, yeah, Zoom sort of live session just because we know that people... Uh, just can't have enough Zoom meetings in their lives yeah, these so days. Yeah, so we thought we would add one more. No, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, you know, some friends were asking me recently, you know, it'd be really good to almost have a maybe a sort of question and answer time. Now, these are friends who would probably use that, uh, use that in a very inappropriate way, I think. However, uh, I think there is an opportunity with Zoom to meet with people, and especially, uh, we're thinking in this case initially back in the UK, people we were going to meet with uh, this year, uh, and just people can hang out with us essentially if they want, but ask questions, and we can also give it a little bit more information about how we're doing. Um, so yeah, we just hope it's a kind of window into our lives and, and also a chance for people who really want to get together with us uh, to pray for us. Yeah, we're totally jumping on a bandwagon. We know lots of people who are kind of doing this. Yeah, we kind of are, yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's gone well for them. Yeah. And the truth is we'd really like to see all you people, um, specifically this time in the UK. Um, so we're going to set it for 7.30 Greenwich Mean Time. No, British UK. Summer Time because okay. they're an hour ahead. Greenwich Sorry. Mean Time is between... Uh, October and March. Well, I'm completely wrong. So anyway, seven thirty UK time. <laughs> if you're in the UK. Yeah, this is very important. That's an important distinction. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe people in Reykjavik would would get us at that time. I don't know. Do you know anyone in Reykjavik? I wish I did. I wish I did. It's very expensive, they say. So I really wish I did. Anyway, yes, seven thirty UK time. Uh, we're gonna have that. Obviously, if you're if you're in uh, Canada. Or US and you fancy joining as well by all means I think the idea is we'll probably do it every couple of months and we'll try and alternate sort of between uh, I guess like 7.30 UK and 7.30 Eastern seaboard time in US and Canada I knew That's that one idea. EST Eastern seaboard time 
Eastern Standard Time. Oh, I thought it was seaboard. I thought it was standard. Probably is standard. I don't know. I'm, I'm not from there, so what would I know? Anyway, um, so so that's that. Note that in your diaries. I guess we'll just uh, we'll remind people of that at the end. We'll, I guess we can get an email and stuff out about what that as well. What was the date again? The 7th of June. 7th of June. I'm going to have to note that on my calendar. Yeah. It's currently not noted on my calendar. Yeah, we, we'll probably forget as well, in fairness. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, being delayed in terms of time uh, and other aspects, we're going to continue talking about cultural differences. And uh, this time, uh, the the topic that we're going to talk about, I guess a, a slightly more uh, difficult uh, or emotive subject is that of guilt versus shame. Uh, Amanda, maybe summarize what we mean by that. I think it's kind of um, what motivates a society um, so or a culture. So are people motivated to do good things through um, the fear of being guilty of doing wrong or are they motivated to do good things out of shame of being caught? Right. Um, and what? Or letting down, shame of letting down the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so the motivation for doing well or doing right um sticking to societal norms what motivates a culture sure so broadly speaking again these are these are very nuanced areas but broadly speaking where where would uh, places like uk canada us lie and where does bolivia lie yeah broadly generally speaking um yeah us canada north america and europe lie in a culture motivated through not wanting to be guilty. Mm-hmm. We stick closely to um, laws when you're allowed to do something or not allowed to do something. Um, we tend to follow the rule of law mm-hmm. um, because we don't want to be people who break the law and therefore carry guilt for doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Latin American culture and a lot of cultures um, in Asia, Middle East, um, and other places around the world are mo- more motivated by um, not wanting to feel shame, not wanting their wrongdoings to be publicized, and not wanting to let down the group and feel shame for that as well. Yeah, so so in a cl- complex way, someone may even break the law here in a bid to not bring shame upon their family or dishonor upon their family or their group, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Um, how do we see that here? I guess, I think we've maybe talked about it before, but in our neighborhood, there's a, a very interesting WhatsApp group uh, that we're part of. Um, and it's really interesting, when we moved into this neighborhood here in Santa Cruz, uh, whether or not we realized that we became part of this, uh, this honor system, uh, and what we find here is that within the WhatsApp group, which is a very influential uh, thing in this neighborhood, where people have frustrations with others, let's say in terms of maybe their dogs doing business in each other's gardens or cars driving too quickly and endangering children, instead of going directly to people about this, what they will do is instead is, is post something on the WhatsApp group. Once they even posted CCTV footage, of the car driving too quickly that was uh, about to allegedly hit a child or, or something like that. Um, so it's it's that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and, and I know there have been many times in the past where I've thought, man, I just wish... I actually think I wrote to, to the kind of head of the neighbourhood watch equivalent to say, look, 
you know, why, why, why does this happen? Why do you go to them directly? You know, I've always found in leadership, if you speak to people directly, they're more amenable. And they were saying, no, but we've spoken to this person, you know, many times and they still don't listen. So we have to make it public. Uh, so it's understood. So, so it's about, it's about, uh, it's not so much about doing the right thing as, as, uh, not doing dishonor to the group of yeah. which you're part. Avoiding embarrassment. Yeah. And it works. I tell you, one time a picture of Napoleon went up and there was a message about <laughs> our dog. It, yeah. Our dog, yeah. And how this is one of the dogs that's running around the neighborhood and pooping on our lawn. Now, this was during quarantine and we weren't allowed to walk him. You weren't allowed to leave your house. So we were letting him out to do his business. And so, yes, he was pooping on people's lawn. But um, yeah, that message with the picture of our dog definitely uh, made us buck up and figure out another way. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Because it was embarrassing to be like, yep, I'm the owner of this one. Or when you wake up in the morning to um, lots of pictures of poo. Yes, it's great. It's lovely. Yeah, and that definitely, you don't want to be the one causing everyone to feel queasy first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes lovely with coffee, I find. Um, so yeah, there's that. But also, uh, perhaps even more seriously, uh, we found it to be something that can encroach into ministry. Uh, obviously, if we're dealing with issues of right and wrong, uh, then in church or Christian ministry, these sorts of things are inevitably going to come up. Yeah, um, I think um, I think it's something we saw a lot, especially when dealing with like teen pregnancy yeah. um, and that kind of culture back in Trinidad. It's not something we really kind of work a lot with just now, but in Trinidad, working with the youth a lot, um, there was this natural instinctiveness for people to make fee- people, young girls feel bad if mm. they ended up pregnant. Yeah. And this immediate shame meant that they no longer came to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard to kind of get them to move past that and to see grace in the church um, because it's not so much that they feel bad for doing wrong, but they're embarrassed mm. for being shamed publicly when their pregnancy is kind of known. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to combat that in a culture that is... Um, honor-based. Honor-based, yeah. yeah. There, it's interesting, something that's practiced here that is probably, is maybe something we had more in the past in the West, but something that's quite common in churches here is for uh, not just women, but also men in situations like that to essentially have to stand up before the church and um, and talk about this. Um, and there's a very real sense that the people who have who have made these mistakes uh, is that they've let down the church. Um, and acknowledging that was, it almost seems like that is as, as important as any kind of restoration before God. So it's not as much, uh, it's not so much that there is an element of confessing sin before the church, of course, um, but a big deal, I'd say a bigger deal of it is about asking forgiveness for, for in a sense, letting people down uh, as well as much as anything. Yeah, and I don't think we want to make this sound again like one culture is better than the other. These are just mm. instances that we've had to kind of um, navigate because we are not used to a, a shame honor system. Um, I think in some levels, I'm a bit more used to it growing up um, in an Asian family. Mm-hmm. So when I did a test to kind of see what my um, social structure, what I'm used to, I came back 81%. Um, justice, guilt, and 
what, 19%. Um, it's good maths, yeah. Thank you. That was done on the fly. I'm really impressed with myself. Um, shame, honor. And that probably wouldn't be the case for every Canadian. I think um, that 19% comes from growing up in, a, in an Asian family. Mm-hmm. For but, sure. Yeah. I, I think that you can look at the system and be like, okay, I am I doing the right thing mm-hmm. because I'm scared of being guilty yeah. and carrying guilt? Or am I doing the right thing because I'm scared of getting caught? And being shamed. Yeah. But should we be motivated by guilt and shame? Right. At all? I mean, like, why should we be choosing to do the right thing? Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, that brings us to a more spiritual, deep question about what motivates us to to make moral decisions. Right. Um, and, you know, pleasing and glorifying God, I think, should be our ultimate answer. Absolutely. So it's not a case of one culture being better than another. Definitely not. I mean, and I, w- I was sort of reflecting on it and thinking that we've seen, we've been in situations or we've known of situations where people either f- um, from a cold culture climate uh, or, or in a cold, cl- sorry, in a cold climate culture um, have, yeah, I guess have slipped up in some way. And one of the very first things certainly that I have thought is, you know, what about the family? you know, or the impact that has had on or the family or even the church in some way, you know, and there are times when you, you do look at things and obviously we want to say with David against you and you only have I sinned God, as he says in Psalm 51, of course, that is the objective standard. Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, there, there, there is an element for you. You kind of wish that as part of their thinking, people would take into account uh, their family or the church. It's obviously not the most important thing, but, you know, uh, that, that should be a, a huge factor in their thinking. So in some senses, we don't want shame per se, but perhaps to be thinking in a more collectivist way about the impact of, of our decisions uh, would be a healthier thing for us, certainly, in or from the West. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Yeah, and... Like I said, we're just figuring all this out and where we kind of differ in terms of cultural um, nuances and backgrounds. So I guess that's a little bit of an insight into another aspect of it. Yeah. One more thing I was thinking. uh, Sorry, I know we're we're going on a bit here about the whole doing wrong versus getting caught thing. Uh, And this is a thing I think a lot of uh, sports fans, certainly in the UK, think about is Maradona's hand of God, um, which, of course... Certainly in England, at least, people look at it. In Scotland, it's obviously celebrated a bit. But, you know, I think even in Scotland, people can see it and admit, of course, it was wrong. It was objectively a wrong thing to do. But what we maybe don't understand is, is that in Argentina, he is seen as a hero. Uh, and the reason for that is because of this this term that we have here in South America called picaro. Uh, picaro basically means someone who can, can cheat uh, and get away with uh, that cheating and I, I personally I find uh, football and a lot of sports here kind of unwatchable because of that sort of cheating and the play acting aspect of it but it's actually a fundamental uh, aspect of it here and again not, so it's not so much again you, that's another area where I see I think you see um, sort of uh, you know yeah it not being about uh, doing wrong uh, so much as not getting caught that sort of thing okay. sorry any excuse to talk about um, about Incredible football matches and footballers. I don't think my family's going to understand this section. 
Well, it's a good job that your family are 0.0001% of our entire listenership. I heard my sister listen to the last one. That was impressive. Okay, that is impressive for her. Yeah, she, she's a bit of a slacker. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, have I brought dishonor to your family by saying that? That's okay. I live in a guilt-based culture. Over it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay, well... Let's just leave that there. We'll maybe, I guess we can maybe uh, do some more of that next time. We'll see, we'll see what we're thinking. Uh, but right now, let's move on to some prayer points. Okay, so uh, like we say, we are uh, now back in Bolivia, back here in Santa Cruz. I would say, Amanda... I don't, we, we've obviously come and gone from Bolivia now many times over the last uh, 12 years or so that we've been out here in Bolivia. I can't remember a single time when we've been happier to come back. I know. And that, that is no slight on our good Canadian friends and family whatsoever. Beautiful people. It was actually wonderful to feel like we were going home. Yeah. There have definitely been times where we've come back to Bolivia and any cross-cultural worker or expat will tell you there are times where you don't want to leave and it's really hard to get on that plane um but we were jumping onto the plane this time yeah <laughs> lockdown in canada was difficult and we weren't used to that level of restriction and the medical stuff was very stressful and we weren't seeing family and we just missed home sam especially missed home he um, kept asking from about a month in when we were going to go home and when we said okay tomorrow's the day he just jumped up and down and said it's going to be the best day ever yep he, he was he was vocalizing what, what we were thinking as well <laughs> basically um, and yeah I guess it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in terms of um, attitudes towards the law right okay so so Canada's been locked down here, um, I guess it's not as locked down, but for example, we had to be in quarantine the first 10 days or so, you know, but, you know, we didn't stay in the house those first 10 days. We were able to roam around a little bit in our neighborhood and stuff, uh, have a more flexible attitude. And so we, we knew that even though we were coming back to that for 10 days, you know, we were going to be, we were going to have a little bit more freedom. And since then, obviously, we've been able to you know, get back into to various things in terms of ministry. We've been out and about seeing a lot of people, catching up with folks. Yeah, it's been good to be back. It really has. It's been good to be back in our own space, mm. um, to have control over life again in a way, you know, not living out of cases again. Mm. Not driving other people's cars. When they let you. I mm-hmm. feel like I wasn't allowed to drive a lot. No. But, well, yeah, and maybe one reason for that, uh, segue alert, is because of your health, which, you know, well in Canada remained, you know, not, maybe not optimal. Um, But I think one of the things that we're seeing tentatively, uh, we want to be, you know, want to be careful, but we are uh, seeing some real improvements in your health, aren't we here? Yeah, I mean, I've, we've talked about my health, mentioned it casually in a lot of the last podcasts, and um, essentially what happened is I was discovered to have essentially no iron, like <laughs> as low as you could possibly have, and my body was starting to not just feel tired, but we were going past tired into a lot of other symptoms, dizzy, yeah. dizziness, a lot of swelling, etc., etc. Look up iron deficiency anemia and all the symptoms you can get, and I probably had it 
Um, yeah, the, the doctor who diagnosed this uh, was, uh, he must be well into his 60s now. He said it's the lowest he's ever seen, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, he'd not seen lower. Um, yeah, and what they do now, which we couldn't have gotten in Bolivia, is wonderful, is iron infusions intravenously. So instead of taking iron supplement tablets, you go to the hospital, to the outpatient clinic, and they hook you up to an IV for an hour, and you get it in through a drip. And then you go home. So I did that twice. Got a huge amount of iron dumped into my body. Yeah, Amanda has to be careful now when she walks near fridges because uh, all the all the magnets come hurtling off, Hardly. flying in her face. Hardly, but physically, Craig noticed a difference pretty quickly. He's like, mm. "Wow, you're getting a tan." I'm like, "No, that's the iron. I was significantly paler without the iron, and mm. now he can see a difference in my skin color." Yeah. So yeah, that's nice. I'm definitely feeling like I have a lot more energy. Um, which is a nice feeling because I haven't felt this way in a while. Breathlessness is better. Swelling's gone down a bit. Um, and according to the doctor, I needed to start to exercise. So here's prayer point number one. Exercising sucks. Please pray for Amanda. Mm. Yeah, but you know, you've been a real trooper. It's been a couple of weeks now. You've been at it fairly solidly. Um, so that's amazing. <laughs> it's nothing too strenuous. Well, I mean, it feels, I'm, I'm sore. I'm really sore, but I'm just doing laps around the condo. I spent the first week walking the laps, speed walking-ish, you know, I wasn't strolling. Um, so I did 3K most mornings and now I've gotten to walking three sides and running one. Mm. So that's this week. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sore. I actually think I injured my hip because my body's so not used to this. Like, it's not just a, a soreness from like exertion. It's actually like, I think I've done damage. But those of you who know Amanda, wonderful, amazing, uh, multi-gifted, multi-talented Amanda will, will be well aware that exercise is not something she's at any interest in at all. Um, so, honey, I am so proud of you for doing this and, and I know that you know, you're, you know, in a way you're putting, you know, you're thinking of Sam and I as well in terms of the family and, you know, your own health and, and our, our sustainability and health as a family as well. So I really appreciate that. I want to just say that publicly. Aww. Put that on record. Thank you. Tonight I, I celebrate my love for you. I think Diana Ross sang that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's last time she'll be quoted in this. Speaking of great World Cup incidents, sorry, rabbit hole. Um, anyway, COVID situation in Bolivia, I guess we should touch on that. Not great. We're very much, uh, this is, we're, we're completely now in a third wave. That said, the vaccination program is advancing fairly quickly. Last Monday, uh, they announced that those who are 50 and older could get their vaccines. And then today it was announced that 40 somethings could go. Now we were expecting to go around July sort of time. So you know, probably we're going to at least get our first jab within the first, I'd, I'd say, within the next three weeks or so, one would suspect, one would hope. Yeah, I think the vaccination program is moving faster because not a lot of people are getting the vaccine. There's yeah. a lot of skepticism over the vaccine here, um, which is, you know, everyone's personal decision. Yeah, and one of the other reasons people have maybe started a bit of an uptake in the vaccine I was talking to a friend today is because of the travel passports. So there were people who were refusing to get it, but then they found out they wouldn't be able to travel internationally, and they're like, okay, now I have to go get it. Because mm. people have family in Spain, people have family in the States, and they're like, okay, well, I don't want it, but if it's the only way for me to travel, I'm going to go get it. So, yeah, the uptake is 
random right now. So we're hoping, yeah, we're we're still in the uh, uh, over 30s bracket. So yep. we have to wait for that. But, you know. Amanda more so than me. I'm sort of clinging on now. Yeah. Yes, but that's, uh, yeah, pray that we can at least get the first one fairly soon. Um, yeah, and just uh, pray for our ministry. It's been good to get back to church. One of the consequences of this recent wave has been that, uh, weirdly, uh, in what appears to be no more than a gesture, they have decided to um, to shut everything down on Sundays only. For two Sundays. For two, oh. Just two Sundays as well, yeah. Uh, so they say you need two weeks uh, to curb these things, but they've decided here they need two days, uh, two days over the space of a week. Um, yeah, it's a token gesture. Anyway, that aside... Um, it's been really cool to be back and you know I think we're sensing that as hard as this third wave is we you know we feel this must surely we must surely be in the kind of closing stages of this now and there's a lot to look forward to uh, in terms of being able to open up a little bit more being able to offer you know refreshments at the end of the service that sort of thing so that people just have more motivation to hang around a bit children's ministry as well what's that smirk for? I think that is an opinion well, that some people share and other people don't share. I don't, you know. My sister is a public health doctor, so based on conversations, oh come on, a vaccination program only has efficiency if you hit seventy percent. This is Bolivia. So flexibility. You're, you're never going to hit seventy <laughs> percent. No, probably not. Anyway, I, I think certainly the will is there. Uh, and I think people are just a, a, in a position where they're just ready to, to move on. Oh, schooling. Sam finishes school tomorrow, last day of school, kindergarten graduation on Friday evening. Yes, more on this. If you hang around just at the end of the podcast, we'll have a very short interview with Sam. Uh, I should, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but we haven't actually recorded it yet. Uh, but it could be a disaster. It may not happen, actually. Exactly, so yeah. You have to wait till the end and be surprised yes. if it happens or not. Yes, pray that in the, the next few minutes, Sam decides to, to speak to us. Anyway, yeah, uh, we're we're really grateful for his progress this year. He ends, uh, yeah, he finishes on, on Thursday of this week. I don't know when you're listening, but yeah, Thursday 27th. Yeah, so we're, we're delighted about that. A bit scared about the school holidays and this kind of oh. vacuum. But we're looking for sort of meaningful ways to to fill that time. Thinking of doing maybe some art classes uh, with someone we know. He loves art, um, and one or two other things too. Yeah, we want to really tackle reading over the the summer. Um, so we have a lot of early readers that we bought in Canada. Mm. And we're just gonna have some reading time, and yeah, not have it necessarily directed by class structure, but just kind of work on it with us before going into grade one yeah so that's kind of our plan for the summer anyway yeah more on this from sam himself god willing um right after we finish talking in the next few moments i guess eh? because there's nothing much really more to say is there no just um praise god for making it home safely and being really excited to be back and 7th of june 7th of june 7.30 UK time, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Did you look that up? What if I'm wrong? Look what up? Eastern Seaboard Time or Eastern Standard Time. No, I just did what I always do in this marriage and assumed you're correct. I've got you trained so well. That's all, folks. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.
Well, hello, Sam. Hi. How are you doing? Good. This is a very special day, isn't it? Yes, it is because it's Mother's Day. Yes, it is Mother's Day here in Bolivia. That's really special. We're going to make Mummy breakfast in bed, right? Yeah. <sighs> and why else? What's the other reason today is special? We have to give her a gift. That's right. You got her a lovely gift, didn't you? Yes, I did. But we're not going to spoil it here. Okay. Not spoil the surprise. But why else is today special? Today's your last day of school. That's right. With Miss Brooks. Yeah, your teacher, Miss Brooks. Sam, have you had a fun year this year at school? Yeah. Even though it's all been on a camera, on a screen. Yeah. Bit boring, eh? Yeah. But you've done really well. And. Goodbye. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's just finish. Wait a minute. <laughs> You've got the... <clears throat> we're going into the holidays now. And after the holidays, you're going to go back, aren't you? To the building of the school. Yeah, back to the school building. And what what things are you looking forward to there? What are you excited about going back to the school building for? I don't know. The park. You're always talking about playing in the park. <coughs> yes, I... Um, yeah, and you're going to have lunch there too, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else, <laughs> Sam? Do you have anything else you want to say to people before we finish? No. Okay, say bye-bye then. Bye. For more information on ourselves or our ministry, please visit our website at cromandaham.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Los Cunningham. Cunningham.